So, as the great late LL Cool J once said, the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. That's it, right? LL Cool J's dead? Yeah. And that's his classic song. Right? Classic song. Old yeah. song. Yeah. 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 Really uh, off yeah, the beaten exactly. path for LL Cool J, that song. Yeah, I mean, he kind of broke the genre for he, that one. He did. Country and Western was never the same. <laughs> it hasn't been I since. Mean, that is my favorite <laughs> R&B song. <laughs> the boys are back in town. Yeah. Um, welcome back to Black Mesa Radio. It's been about a year. We've had several Seriously? changes in our lives. It has been. Chase had a kid right in the last episode. Uh, he and his wife. And then Mary and I have had a son since then. Seth is, I mean. Not much has changed. No, he's he's just kind of sad. I, I'm an uncle. Still yeah, forever alone. alone. I'm not alone. So today uh, we are going to talk about. We're the about... only ones that aren't old and boring. Actually, you know what? Me Let's do Seth. this first. Uh, we are your hosts. Seth. Nate. Seth. Chase. Josh. So today we're going to talk about an Air Force base on the moon, as well as holistic medicine, Hitler, base, elves, everything in between. Let's do this. So I really need to figure out a way to just like live play our theme song to where you gentlemen could hear it. I could I feel do like it. it'd be a good warm up. To I need to get an adapter. But we'd have to it. have good enough equipment so that the the song doesn't sound real crappy through the microphone. We have decent equipment right now. Well, um, the song wouldn't sound like I'm, anything. I'm actually saving up to buy us a new mixer because you hear that little hum that we got going there? Yeah. That's our mixer. I've troubleshot the crap out of this thing and it's coming from the mixer itself. You need a power filter. It's no, that doesn't help because it happened okay. at your house with the power filter. Yeah, I guess it did. Yeah. So it's it's just Behringer. Behringer kind of sucks. That's okay. I'm gonna the next one that I'm gonna get is gonna be a Yamaha. It's gonna be a lot better. So okay, Chase, the Japanese really know what they're doing. They do. You know they've got it nailed down. They, they got have, square watermelons. They've had their they've had their crap together for a few decades now. A couple, at it's least. It's been a minute. And they've had it. Chase, you wanted to talk about an Air Force base on the moon, and I just could not resist hearing about that. Let's go. Well, yeah, it's an Air Force base, which is funny because there's no air on the moon. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really hadn't. Had I was really nothing. hoping that's all it was. It was just a pun. That's a decent. No, that's a decent point, though, because like if there's if there's runways on it, why would there have to be runways? Technically, they should be the Navy on the moon. Here's a question. If because it's space. What's the uh, like what's that place on fleet. the moon that's called like the Mare, sea of the sea? Yeah, it's sea of sea tranquility. tranquility. Yes. Yeah. How would you slow down? Like, so say current technology, I guess breaks. backwards thrusters, space or would breaks. you just like put a big old pit of foam and they just like dive right into that thing backwards thrusters the moon's made of cheese so you wouldn't need that speaking of that the guy from Wallace Gromit died you wouldn't need what? runways you'd yeah. need launch pads just saying okay so we have been uh, casually studying this thing called the list that Chase found on Wikipedia um, that has a list of just every weird topic you could ever just dream of I'm looking at it right now we have Icelandic Elf School Liver Eating Johnson Machine Elf, Man-Eating Tree, Monkey Man of New Delhi, Phantom Social Workers, <laughs> Proverbs Commonly Attributed to the Chinese, <laughs> Yes, and Reptilian Humanoids. I want to... Liberating Johnson is kind of what I'm leaning towards The New here. Delhi Monkey Man sounded kind of fun. 
It's uh, another band name. Bearded Seth, yeah. what, are, what are you hearing? What are you feeling here? Uh, I don't know. It all sounds good to me. It all, it's just... It or at least a great good. song title. I feel like this episode, we're kind of veering yeah. hard into that pseudoscience fringe like cryptid. Let's get weird. Get funky with it. We've been gone a year. Weird. We can be 2017. A little, we can be Trump a wasn't president. I'm not trying to get political. I'm just saying. Trump wasn't president. The, the last Cubs time we hadn't met. won the World Series. Now he is. Whoa. In our last podcast, I listened to it the other day. England is not in the EU anymore. How crazy is That's that? That's true. Brexit. Um, and Conor McGregor is going to fight Floyd Mayweather. There's all kinds of weird yeah. crap. LL going Cool J on, is people. dead, apparently. LL Cool J died. <laughs> the seas are going to turn to blood. And- <laughs> It's gonna get weird. Um, after our last podcast, uh, I, I well, I mean, not after everything has because this is the future now. Um, so everything's taking place after the our year last podcast. 2000. Yeah, the year two thousand. I noticed that we uh, kind of predicted Trump becoming president a little bit. Did that. we? Did we? Just to some I knew it. Degree. Called it. I think we might have been totally joking more than anything, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. What we, was our reasoning? Uh, I don't remember. People are stupid. I think oh. that kind of that was, might have that's been, probably yeah. about it, yeah. Uh, and we also talked about something else. I lost it. I listened to these. I listened to like all our whole back catalog the other day, just in a day while driving around, uh, doing my. I need to download them. It's a YouTube. long day. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of driving during the day. Most of my job is driving from one youth to the next. Anyway, not important. So, what were you gonna say? Nothing. Okay. Ute. One youth to the next. One youth. Yeah. One youth. One kinder to the next. Uh, Icelandic elf school, possibly the only, gr- <laughs> the only granting, granting is what it says, only school granting elf spotting degrees. <laughs> possibly the only school granting elf spotting degrees. Although certificates are also available from John Oliver. I want to talk to the the like PhD level elf spotters. I want to talk to like the people that teach it. I'm surprised Dr. they're not Cornelius. called elfocutionists. Oh, what a good name! Sounds like they're executing elves. Oh no, they just give them little socks. Aren't elves like kind of mean? Like, I I mean, it depends on which, you know. I'm thinking of fairies. Pretty sure. Uh, even then, it depends on what. It depends on what uh, lore you're looking at. Yeah. Where did what the folklore. Where did the lore? Yeah, fairies are just tricksy. Yeah, exactly. So they may or may not be mean. What about Lord of the Rings? Liver eating Johnson. Yeah. A 19th century mountain man with a penchant for revenge and the consumption of livers. Let's talk about that. We're diving into that one. Okay. Yeah, we're diving headlong. What into is that. it about the liver? It's delicious. Uh, I'm not going to read this whole. Yeah, I know it's the filter for the body. Tick, but that's where all the nutrients wind up. That is huge. Can you get drunk off of a liver of an alcoholic? I would It'd assume, be real fatty. I would yeah. assume not, because yeah. unless you ate it raw, unless you ate it raw, while he was and drunk. immediately, and they would after. have to be drunk. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. They don't even necessarily have to be an alcoholic. Just somebody who's wasted. Now, probably. say they drink a lot of wine that day. And then you eat their liver. That could taste really tasty if you saute it right. Because I'm just saying it's been marinated in oh, wine. Wow. And there could be something to that. Nice dry red. Yeah. Mm. I'm just saying. This is the dumbest conversation we've had on this show. No, it's not. No, it's, it's one of them. You listen to the whole back catalog. Okay. You know that's not true. No, it's a lie. Uh, okay, so Johnson is said to have been born with the last name Garrison uh, in the area area of the Hickory <laughs> Tavern between Patternburg. I'm so bored already. I, I was wrong about this. This is way less interesting. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Let, me skip to the, let me skip to the good part. Rumors, skip legends, the, the and campfire tales about Johnson. That's the sentence. <laughs> Perhaps chief among them is this one. In 1847, his wife, a member of the Flathead American Indian tribe, was killed by a young crow brave and his fellow hunters, which prompted Johnson to embark on a vendetta against the tribe. I want to oh. see this movie. He ate their livers. According Jeremiah liver-eating Johnson. So it was a revenge thing. According to historian Andrew Mahane, Sutherland, 
he supposedly, this is all in quotes, he supposedly killed and scalped more than 300 crow Indians. Wow. And then devoured their livers. That's a lot of livers. That dude was a, a machine. To avenge the death of his wife. And as his reputation and collection of scalps grew, Johnson became an object of fear. So basically he was a racist dude who just killed a bunch of Indians. Yeah. In revenge. This no dude. kidding. He was the wrong guy to make angry. Did he oh, my the, God. Did he kill the younglings, so. though? That's the big question. Oh, my gosh. Kill I mean, yinglings? The, y- the yinglings? <laughs> did he kill a bunch of yinglings? Did he kill the kinder? So, yeah. Chase, you wanted to talk about... Uh, we're going to get away from this silliness for a minute. And I'm not trying to be host right now, so you guys need to kick in and like, that was talk great. some more. You've got the computer screen. Oh, yeah. Stuff. This is true. Keep it up. You wanted to talk about... What was it? Pseudoscience? Or like it was called... Like uh, the term is pathological science. But, yeah, it, it is... Uh, the more scientifically accepted term for what is known as pseudoscience or bad science. Uh, and, and all that really is talking about specifically science that continues to get funded, science that continues to be accepted, uh, but is proven fallacious. So we have things like cold fusion that uh, was accidentally thought was a thing. They thought they were able to create nuclear reactions. They thought they accidentally did it in a small amount. And it has continued to be funded to this day, even though many experiments have been done where uh, there's pretty much no way to do that. Now, okay, hang on. So just because it hasn't been done yet, does that mean the theory is That's what keeps it going, Josh. I'm just asking. I'm asking questions. That and the idea that I think another thing that keeps it going is like the idea that we can basically do whatever we want if we just like spend enough money and get enough people working on it, which isn't necessarily the case. Like, but the thing is, that's theoretically correct. What is that we can do anything if we spend enough time studying it? Theoretically, because there's always the small chance that everything we know about physics is completely wrong. Yeah, I guess. And we only or know com- physics completely incomplete. Exactly. Oh, so. I like that. That's a good saying. Did you make that up? Yeah, I was just reading on that same list you were looking at. There's <laughs> something about the unknown unknowns, and so it just made me think of that. That's cool. Completely incomplete. I was like, he either made that up or he's quoting LL Cool J. One of the two. Um, one of the other definitions. True profit of our time. Chicken at both <laughs> genius, that guy. One of the other definitions of pathological science was looking into something to prove it instead of looking into something to see whether it's true or false. So a lot of this gotcha. creates obvious confirmation bias. Um, well, some stuff like cold fusion, for instance, like would solve all our energy problems, right? Isn't that the one? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what that would do. Yeah, cold so fusion like, would essentially... it's like so awesome. Like, I can understand the temptation to like keep keep that research going. Like, if we could yeah. just get there, it would right. fix everything. But, but we're already closing a bunch of uh, nuclear facilities worldwide. Uh, like they're really just trying to get away from it. I think the Fukushima thing is really what kind of woke everybody up and was like, um, maybe it's not worth the risk, especially with the newer technologies that are coming around. I'm not necessarily a proponent of wind energy. It kind of has some problems, but I think solar energy has some incredible potential. It seems like every year they're coming out with some new type of panel or process yeah. that makes it more efficient. What's fun is that while listening to our Which back catalog, two episodes before the last time we met, uh, we talked with Denton about solar panels, um, and that was a good episode, by the way. Oh, yeah. So cool. we talked about how they're getting more and more. They're efficient. all good episodes, Josh. 
the, that our first episode is real mm. bad. Is we don't talk one. about that one. It's real bad. I actually kind of want to take it, it off. Is that the one we were in that room behind us? No, that I didn't post that one because that one was worse. That was like the that's, test episode that's that's that episode never zero. made it. That one, Chase got kind of <laughs> drunk and then rambled a bunch. No, I wasn't drunk at all. That wasn't. No, good. he just read yeah. from like mysterious. Oh no, that's right. A notebook. Zero. I was. I was like pulled out a yellow pad and was just like going to town. You lectured, dude. I I had a bunch of notes for stuff we were going to talk about and. I was really nervous, so I just kind of kept going because I was like, we don't need any dead air time. That's going to be the worst. Then we learned that he, Josh can edit out all the dead air time. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how that works. Yeah. How like we can just have a long sentence of silence. There any air. Uh... <laughs> oh, jeez. You ruined it. So, uh, <laughs> it is funny that you were the one to, that you were the one to break that. Chase is always the one to break it. Uh, I also had an idea for the podcast to like do kind of a segmented section to, uh, you know, to the show. Like we have, maybe we start a off segmented segment. A segmented segment. It's a segment that's in segments. Uh, no, like we start off with maybe like something from the list to get conversation going, uh, and then we transition into one of the things that we had wanted to talk about. Sounds good. Okay, so I'm in, segment. in post. I'll it's break it up to where good. it's like it's working out pretty good. To where it's like different things. Do you guys think there are any current pathological sciences that are still going on? Man, there's a lot of like fitness myths. I think. Oh yeah. So nutrition industry, perhaps? Yeah, like diet and exercise will make you skinny. Yeah, nutrition, but like... <laughs> no proof. Didn't work for me. No proof. I feel like nutrition is getting a little better all the time, even though the, like people disagree. There's a lot of people that like vehemently disagree on like what direction you should go in. I just think the human body is like, really capable of going in a lot of different directions. But And I mean, it's true that this may work for one person or one group of people really well, but yeah. there's this person who that's not going to do anything for. But like, really, exercise, I think, is where like a lot of the myths are. Healthy like, at every size, boys. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of myths and just like a lot not known it's weird that we could be so advanced in some ways and know so little about what causes our it's certain yeah. things in our bodies yeah things. well we're in we're in like a golden age of like learning things about the like our biology which is weird because we've been around for a while and so is science it's like i know we're just now finding the time to look inward a little bit like it feels like it's so busy looking outward I think yeah, yeah we I should mean, do. I think that's what it is. Figure out how to make it easier to not die. <laughs> I mean, yeah. From like a historical standpoint, it's a great time to be alive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, from like, known history. Yeah. We, from, we can't know going forward. That's true. In we almost. <laughs> yeah. We don't that's true. We don't know what the future holds. <laughs> like we said, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. In out all there. of human history, this might be the best point. We peaked. That's <laughs> We definitely have like one of the, the greatest surpluses of food. Collect uh, canned goods, buy some gold, just ride it out. You heard it here first. Humanity has peaked. It's just downhill from here, guys. That's all right, though. Uh, there is a book called... Hang on. I lost this it. This is going to be The Rise of the Dolphins. It's called Rise of the Dolphins. Oh, uh, Better <laughs> Angels of Our Nature, which is one I've been kind of glancing at. I just started it. I haven't finished it yet. But it's all about how like this is a great time. It's the safest time to be a human. I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've listened to like a TED Talk that that guy did. Really? Yeah, because like one thing they talked about is a statistic that like right... Right now, statistically, you're less likely to die at the hands of another human being than yes. at any other point in history, which and is kind of crazy because the world feels really violent. But it's because of all the access to immediate information. Oh, and news yeah, media. that's a good point. Because right. everything I mean, feels immediate. You could yeah. look at, you know, 80, 90 years ago, and it was probably more violent all over the world, but you're not hearing about stuff that's happening in, like, uh, the Middle East, at least right. not less than, you know, couple months later where you maybe see a newspaper article about some kind of huge war going on you're oh look at that but you're not there 
through like the eyes of the people who are there. Well, yeah. I mean, statistically, we we have way less war going on right now just because uh, we have these treaties worldwide. And really, the only place that massive violence is going on is in the Middle East region, all the way from India to Turkey. But I mean, because you think about it, I mean, the U.S. was in a war like every 15 years from its conception, like. We dig it, man. We like it. Oh, man. It was crazy. And we're good at it. I think yeah. that's what we like. And about the, it. Europe's not in a war. Russia's not in a war. Uh, Africa is actually pretty crazy. Is Russia switching over to the gold standard? Is that a thing? Somebody was telling me that. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. But Josh, yeah, like, look that up on the googly webs. Looking it up on the googly webs. The googly webs. Europe's, if you look at the history of Europe. By the way, can like, that be the way we say, like, let's search things from now on? Yeah. Look at the googly, googly webs. <laughs> googly webs. However you I want to say I don't know what I'm saying. Um, neither do we but yeah like what how long has it been since World War 2 60 70 years 70 years yeah like that period of peace for Europe for most of Europe at least I mean I know there's been some stuff in Eastern Europe but that is a long and that's quite an aberration so yeah okay there's a lot of stuff here Um, what did I tell you to look Google (laughs) you told me to googly web uh, Russia switching to the gold standard um, which I'm we're kind of all over the place topic-wise, and I'm really digging it. So, uh, Moscow and Beijing join forces to bypass U.S. dollar in global. That's where it stops. I need to actually open the article. Yeah. But it's from ZeroHedge.com, and I don't know that site, nor do I trust it. You're a terrible Jamie. Zero Hedge is a little uh, conspiratorial. I'm not a little on the edge. A little conspiratorial. Is it? I don't, like the main actually, guy that It's actually Zero Edge? Zero. Zero Hedge. Zero. <laughs> it's because they, yeah, they know weird. you're on a terrible the main, site. So one like of the main side. writers that you yeah. see all the time. If you, I spend too much time on that website, but like one of their like main writers is uh, he goes by Tyler Durden. That's like who he writes under. So oh, like, are you serious? Yeah, that instantly makes that's me just, think this is a garbage that's website. Yeah. Okay, this one's called philosophyofmetrics.com, and it says the Trump gold standard with China and Russia philosophy of metrics. Yeah, this is not sounding legit. You're going to have to dig into that a little deeper maybe later. Uh, but I'm calling it. If they drop the U.S. dollar, we're going to war with Russia. Written by Jay Collins. Whoever that is. If they try to go to the gold standard route, we're probably going to war Oh, with the them. website is Philosophy of Metrics. Uh, this is a legit looking website. I don't know, guys. This this looks like it could be something. Just, somebody just knows HTML. somebody yeah. who could do HTML and CSS. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Their uh, Facebook page is a guy in a hoodie painting on the steps of Parliament where he's surrounded by monkeys um, for all the parliamentarians. So that makes me... Think I trust him. That's a that's a bold image. <laughs> What's that subreddit? I am 14 and this is deep. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. In Soviet Russia, Wikipedia edits you. Hmm. Okay. So what was the other thing? We we had another topic we wanted to go into. We've like blown through these like real fast. Because I was expecting Chase to have a fun, crazy rant about Air Force on the Moon. And I told you before we started, I was just... And I, are, there pictures? are there pictures? And I it? stopped you before you could Wait, say anything. <laughs> is there legitimately a, an airbase on the moon? Or no? No. 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 It's it's not, not, there's not no a human airbase. We've like, been over this. But also, we haven't been to the moon in uh, oh, yeah, we like, have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that in was very critical. <laughs> Dude, I swear, if we haven't actually been to the moon, that might be all I can take. That might be it. Like if, if and, that were proven, and and, and then what? Conspiracy. I don't know what. Life isn't worth living if we haven't been to the moon. Seriously, like if space isn't real, I might be done. Space dude. is real, buddy. 
Uh, Apollo 17 was so, the last. There's so much of it. Apollo 17 was the last moon mission in 1972. Right. Oh, that's what they want you to think. Supposedly. So it's been 45 years. From what I hear, China's working on going over. 55. They sent I a rover, count. didn't they? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just Damn. going back to the list real quick. Nobody uh, has been to the moon except the United States. Vampire pumpkins. Well, and not yet. China's trying, though. They're pushing hard. They'll never get there. I'm just joking. They probably will. Oh, never mind. They, they, they seem it. to be getting it together. They're probably yeah. doing it in grand fashion. Why didn't we go back? Because well, it was already populated. In the documentary, The Martian, they they kind of are the ones that <laughs> the save documentary, the day. <laughs> not the movie. They're kind of the ones that save the day, right? Yeah, they, they wind up helping something. In that True TV documentary, yeah, The Martian, starring Mark Wahlberg. Matt Damon. Steve Buscemi. As LL Cool The J. true TV part wasn't the part you picked up on. It was, don't get the actor wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I got stuck on that. Bonanacon. Bonan- Bonanacon. A mythical ox which flings burning dung at its enemies from its rear and horns. I'm going to get one of those. What What does this have to do with banana? That's just what it's called. And I think it's bo- like Bonan. Because he eats Bonacon. bananas and poops them out and flings them at you on fire. Banana con, the cons are getting like all these cons are just getting really specific and weird. C O N. So I, I guarantee I think, you, there's a convention for bananas. I think how this will work is somewhere. Uh, yeah, probably somewhere. I'm gonna just googly web we it. A, oh, googly web it. The first thing I saw on Josh's yeah, page was vagina dentata. Where in the world do you see that? Oh, right there. Ooh. <laughs> What's that all about? The tooth and nothing but the whole tooth, spelt H O L E. The banana oh, convention God. is a musical artist. What a good name. Okay, so we're getting off track. Um, of course we, we are. That's all it. we've been doing this whole time. <laughs> I remember what the other topic was. So the Aborigines have been in Australia a lot longer than we thought, and I think that's pretty neat. How long? I have it on our Facebook page. Give me one moment, and I'll tell you. I think it's 50,000 years. So you're saying Australians are just occupiers? No, we have to give them back to the Aborigines? Chew away from your microphone. What? Yes. <laughs> Say that again. You've eaten a lot of burritos. 50,000. Oh, 50. Dude, you have been munching on burritos for a while now. Like I don't a, know if it's that's that like many. That's a solid hour of burrito. <laughs> Every yeah. time we think you're done, you pull another one out. I just, Is that a problem? I'm so glad Seth noticed that because I never would have. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay, so DNA samples The sun revealed. was still up when you started eating burritos. <laughs> means my day ended correctly. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I kind of agree. DNA samples reveal that aboriginals have been in Australia for about 50,000 years already. It's kind of a weak title. It's from a Science World Journal. Out of what, 60 Mm. million years of humanity? More than that, I think, right? No. No. Modern. Not not by modern conditions. Anatomically modern humans have only been around for like 250,000 years or something. Didn't they just push it back by like 100 million years or something? And that's a super super accurate estimate. Right, yeah. I'm just saying like that's what they they say. Those those people. Them. The they. 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 You don't know who they are. You don't need to be listening to this. The they, I think, are wrong a lot. Especially, I don't know. Further you go back in history, like, there's just, there's just, it's really hard to know some of that stuff. Oh, it's 100,000 years. I apologize. Okay. So, we're older than we thought. New find pushes human origin back 100,000 years. So, new discoveries at a rich site in Morocco show modern humans were hunting and probably cooking game animals 300,000 years ago, 100,000 years earlier than scientists have believed up to now. So, but, I mean... That is a long time. If they yeah. thought we were 200,000 and now they it's take a 300. 50% increase. Yeah. yeah. That's quite a bit. So. And I mean, that's that's humans as we are now. That's like right. people, like modern humans. Homo, Homo sapiens. sapiens. Thank you. Like you. 
like if you went back in time, they'd be like, dude, you're you're incredibly tall, and I would be like, you're, I, that's you're, the first. You're like us. But you're like, like us, but, but really white, <laughs> like really pale, and like not scarred up at all. Also, where's all your hair? You're so soft. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably just they would murder pr- me. Yeah. That could either go really good or really bad, I feel like. No. Yeah. There's no one between there. You could just bro out and they could like give you gifts or just going to beat you to death with a rock. I'm going to declare myself their god uh, is the first thing. That also could go either Then they're going to have another then thing. They could they could... Like, mm. <laughs> I will pull out my cell phone, turn on the light. They just show you a picture. Like We have a picture of our god right here. It's like a half bird, half goat thing, and you are not it. I'll say I took I took human form. Come hang out with you. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's something we need to. I if think there's we one thing I know: it's ancient humans, <laughs> and I don't think they would go for that. I'm just saying we should all be prepared to accidentally stumble through a time portal, end up back in time, and then you we know, gotta declare have ourselves the deity of the ancient man. You need a plan. Yeah, you do need a plan. They would look at you and go, "But he's so weak compared to everyone else." Well, you don't need to be physically strong when you have god powers. Yeah, demonstrate to you us. Can light your god farts powers. on fire. You you wouldn't even you wouldn't even believe. Ooh. I'm a Josh just magical. did the fun the thumb the thumb trick. Right? I would also take their noses, pull Whoa. coins out of their ears. <laughs> yeah, I can do that, and I can do this thing too. Finger wiggle and uh, and that one right there. That's my avatar. Frog, froggy hands. Yeah, froggy I don't know hands. that one. Yeah. Anyway, this is great radio. I just want to point that out. Yeah, would visual they, aids. Would, would they ask you? Radio. Would they ask you to tell like great stories, and you would just tell them like movie plots? Oh, dude, I would just like go like line by line through Star Wars. The like C three PO telling telling the the Ewoks oh, about Star Wars. What was the name Wars? of that movie? Rain the of Dragon Fire. movie. Yeah, Rain of Fire. I knew exactly where you were going with that. That's like one of the best parts of that movie. So Christian Bale and Gerard Butler doing that part, that scene. Oh yeah, during that. Yeah, scene. yeah. I forgot he was in that. Gerard Butler, man, that was pre-famous and then rapid decline. I think he's an actual butler now. It's a prestigious for position in England. He was for LL Cool J, but... <sighs> yeah. Sadly, I had to find new work when LL Cool J passed. Yet again, another Irishman working for an Englishman. Are you saying LL Cool J is English? Confused. No, we're, are still on the butler. Why can't oh, he we're be still English? On. Because we know that he's right. not. He's an American, a proud American he citizen. Be. He be he's a national treasure. Yeah. that's Okay, so I they agree. briefly thought about changing our national anthem to The Boys Are Back in Town by LL Cool J. Um, and it was like it lost by like one vote. Sad but true. <laughs> I mean, almost the central plot of National Treasure was almost just a search for LL Cool J. Like <laughs> he'd mean, gone I, off the grid. I'm pretty sure that was the original <laughs> script, right? He'd gone off the grid, and they're like, "We have to find him." When they find him, he's like cutting wood outside of a cabin, like up in the mountains. <laughs> LL Cool J, come back to civilization. He was like, "My time has passed." <laughs> Dude, I love that. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Uh, pickled Dragon. A publicity stunt Delicious. that landed a concert. Oh, contract. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on. That landed a contract. Hmm. The Papa Babwa, a bat-winged monster from Zanzibar, said to sodomize people during election campaigns. <laughs> 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 Man, that's, what that's a so, terrible monster. It's so specific. <laughs> Papa Babwa? The Papa Babwa. P-O-P-O-B-A-W-A. If Papa we ever Babwa. have like another uh, softball team, that should be our... Yeah. That's, like a, that's a great name for things. Like the, trivia team names. The Papa Babwa? Oh, Papa Babwa. Babwa. Is it Babwa or Bagwa? P-O-P-O-B-A-W-A. 
A W A. Papa Baba. Papa Baba. Papa Baba. Papa Baba. Papa Baba. Papa Baba. It is also irresistibly fun to say. <laughs> Papa Baba. It is. I just Papa Baba. Rat King. Is. Not oh. the rodent monarch familiar from the Nutcracker, but a rare, some say non-existent phenomenon in which a group <laughs> of rats grow up with their tails entangled into a knot. Oh, I thought it was when they, a bunch of them took over your body. Or like took over a corpse. Like if they're a thousand mice in a people suit? Just yeah. walking around doing things? I thought that was things. a rat king. Am I wrong? No. In that video, is that not what, that, what that's called? I don't... I, video. All I know is like the one with the tails. Yeah, that's all I need too. The, the guy that's like a rat king can't. A rat king can do anything. No, he a says a thousand mice in a people suit. It's a thousand mice in a people suit is what you're talking about. Yeah. That's not a rat king. That's, he never says yeah, it. He made, always says a thousand mice in a people suit. I made that up in my head. Is there cheese? You probably Man, just like how much of the things do I think that I think I know are just made up in my head? Right. I oh, wonder that's that a, a lot. good question. So, like, just things that like get linked in your head at a young age, or where you just don't know any better, and like right it now, it just stays there. Have you guys yeah. ever had like a, a life event that someone else has taken credit for and been like, "Oh yeah, that was me that did that," and you're like, "No, that happened to me," and they're like, mm, "I'm pretty sure it didn't. I think it was me." Like at a young age, or maybe like just you know quite a long time ago. I'm the opposite things happen a lot you know you you were doing this thing chess oh, i never did that that was not me that was your other stupid friend <laughs> dude i've had people like i'm not i'm not like a stand-up comic or anything but like i've said what i've said funny things like in the past and then someone else will repeat it later oh and i'm like you that. stole that from me yeah but are they aware that they stole it from you probably not but it still bothers me. i've had a couple times where i've, I've called people joke. out before and like argued with them I know you and I. It never I, goes well. They're always me like, and no. Colton argued about that one time because, like, I Col- listeners. Colton he obviously is telling the opposite story, and he very well might be right. God knows I've been wrong about a great many things, but what? like he said something funny that I'm pretty sure I had said before, and like we argued about it, and I was really frustrated. Like I had to get over it. Like I had to take some time to get over it. I know. Growing up, you and I, Josh, have done that so many times, back where, and forth, where I've stolen stuff from you, you've stolen stuff from me. Yeah, we're just talking about petty theft here, not actual like. There was a time where uh, former podcast uh, guest Denton Field, where his brother uh, would just take jokes from 4chan and then claim them. <laughs> and that was like back before nice. most people knew what 4chan was and yeah. used it in the so, early dark days. In the, in the long, long ago, in the before times. So how do you know that he was stealing them from 4chan and not actually posting to 4chan? Oh, I'm sure and he was. I'm sure them. maybe Ooh. a couple of them were his. Uh, I just know that Denton called him out on it frequently. I was say, and he would Alan's always like, really yeah, f- you caught me. I was say, Alan's a really funny dude. Oh, yeah. absolutely. He probably did post some funny things on 4chan. Maybe he's just so funny, though, because he he's always strolling the internet, you know? And he's like, that's good material. Maybe he's not funny. He's just good at knowing what funny is and mm. takes it. But does that What's make that difference? person funny? Comic yeah. IQ. Yeah. Was about, yeah. Comedic IQ. What's the difference between... Yeah, I don't know. Well, like, it's somebody else's material, but they had poor delivery, or it's relatively unknown. No, so he's, like, so changes it up to make it make He's it like the Amy then... Schumer of websites. No, Amy Schumer doesn't even take funny material. He's like the Carlos Mencia of websites. Dude, I remember, Same I argument. swear I remember watching, like, an early Amy Schumer special, and it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I think her... And then you, I tried yeah. watching you, a little If you were high, like, it uh, does uh, not count. I, was, I don't think I was high. I don't think... I mean, she's she can be funny at times. At can times. she? I missed she it. I missed all of those. and, like, that's just not cool. Like I think off the every cuff, comedian steals jokes to not, some level. Well, like this, the, the, this uh, really there's a difference between that. stealing jokes and repurposing ideas, because I see that, and and that can be done well. I watched a video recently mm-hmm. of uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Brian Regan. 
Brian Regan's another stand-up comedian. He's not as famous as Jerry Seinfeld, but and they were having a discussion about like a joke that they both came up with like independently, and it was real similar, but like it was just delivered different. And it was kind of interesting. They were both being like really cool about it. It wasn't like and were, so. It's like that effect where monkeys, you know, start using tools at the same time across the world with no yeah. connection. It happens in science too, right? Where there are independent discoveries, right. like that are of the same thing separately. Yeah, we, I think we talked about the, the calculus quite a bit with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but the funny thing is, I don't think we ever talked about this part about calculus. So Newton was, you know, is classically given credit for it, but his com- his uh, competitor. Uh, I can't remember Leib- his name. It's, it starts with an L. Leip, uh, Leipzig? Leipzig? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. But his version of calculus is actually what is taught today. So his, Interesting. His format for calculations was way more uh, intuitive, I guess. and For people who aren't Newton? Yeah, yeah. So, so Newton's, Newton's kind of a weirdo. Newton's kind of on a shelf. Well, you know, usually geniuses are. Yeah, true. Tesla was a weirdo. Hey, Tesla Josh. Off the and Edison yeah. is a hack. What can I do for you? Yeah, what? Edison's not weird. That's what, right? Isn't that what it should tell you? Like, I never thought about that before. <laughs> Tesla was really Leibniz. weird, and Ed- oh, okay. Edison wasn't. Yeah, but Mark Twain, was Mark Twain. Edison was weird, but in a different way. Mark Twain liked to hang out with Tesla substantially over Edison and thought that Edison was obnoxious. And I think Mark Twain was a pretty cool dude. I bet a lot of people yeah. that knew Mark Twain thought he was obnoxious. I bet they just kind of thought he was a dick. He seems like he was probably a dick. I think he was probably a dick. He was like a rare celebrity at the time because, you know, there weren't a lot of celebrities back then. But yeah, Mark Twain he was, was very well known. Yeah. It was them, Immortal God, L.O. Cool J, and Abe Lincoln. Like, that was it. Mortal God? Immortal. Immortal. Immortal God. The timeless one? Obviously. Anyway, continue. Kronos? What were you? You had a question? What was your question? Yeah. You hey, raised your hand. You waited. What is considered a, a genius level IQ? Because I saw this the other day, that's and good. I've seen good any. Web. Well, that's the problem. It's like I've been through lots of different like. websites. 130, 140, 150, and 160. I've all seen those. Well, I would say, let's use Mensa as our guideline. I think it's 148, but let me look. 140 is Mensa. They really pride themselves on how smart they are. They also, I've seen their test, and it's almost entirely math. I was thinking about doing it, trying to do Mensa. I was going to take some... You're uh, good at math. Yeah, you just study for the Mensa test. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can, are there Mensa test study books out there that you yeah. can buy? My uncle is. See, that's BS. One of my cousins in Mensa. Yeah. Who? What a Steve. load of BS. Well, I never really believed. Have in you ever played like those app so. brain games? Yeah. So I feel like the IQ test, the classical IQ test, is very much like one of those brain game things where you can actually get really good at it if you do these things over and over again. I was listening to a yeah. podcast the other day where that was their whole uh, episode was just talking about – it was the one I was telling you two about earlier, um, which I'm not going to say the name of on here. Uh, yeah, so they did this whole thing about um, different various IQ tests and what intelligence means. Uh, and they found that they took several different IQ tests, and they always kind of had around the same IQ. Which is an interesting find. Interesting. I mean, it just makes me think of... Some of you have read Moonwalking with Einstein, right? No. 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 I know you have, Nate. I have. Yeah, you've, I've well, heard your references. It's all about, you know, memorization and talking about, like, does that equal intelligence? Because if you can, you know, build a memory palace and remember, you know, six deck of cards in order, <coughs> does that make you smart? See, they, they call that crystallized I'm say intelligence. I'm going to as instead of fluid intelligence, well, it, it, to me it makes you skillful. It's like the ability with the, to it's like with the IQ test. Like you can practice it until you're good at it. You can practice memorizing until you're good at it. Well, let's just go with that statement of like a mind palace where you can recall information at will. Like if you have the information there and you're able to recall it, but that wouldn't help you on an IQ test. 
So if a computer became a person, they wouldn't be super intelligent? No, not necessarily. It just depends on what information they had. I'm like, saying. Like, so if it's you, too relative. It is, it is super. I mean, processing a, power is definitely a part of intelligence. You can go in so. the opposite direction. You can say everyone's equally intelligent, but they're just intelligent at different things. Like, I don't believe that either. Like, some people are just dumber than other people. Uh, We're kind of getting back into what the, we talked about in the last episode. One of the best quotes I heard was. Which obviously, like, the Einstein quote. Yeah. Go yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying, everybody's an idiot at something, and everybody's a genius at something. Well, I, yeah, Einstein's thing was like, if uh, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, oh, right. then like, you know, that's a stupid criteria. Direct right. quote from he the didn't last say podcast. that's a stupid criteria, but oh, was it really? Was, yeah. it, was the last one when we talked about different kinds of intelligences? Yeah, or at least that. That's yeah, what, no, that was what it was. That was the subject. I was doing uh, quite a bit of reading on this because I really wanted good to one, find out. Good podcast. I thought the most interesting article was specifically about scientists who have taken IQ tests and or, or they took IQ tests early in their careers but then later became known as these geniuses in their own fields uh, pretty famous at least in the scientific communities for wonderful discoveries and a lot of them did not have genius level IQs uh, like the lowest of them who were still genius you know at least from our perspective was 125 so what this person concluded is that genius is not necessarily an IQ level, but to be, you have the ability to be a genius if you have uh, like 125 or above IQ. So some, you have the propensity yeah. to do genius things, but you it might be a little bit more difficult for you, but you can ultimately... We've talked about genius so much now and like said the word so many times that I have no idea what it means anymore. Like, I don't I don't necessarily know what it means. Who's and the if, last person that you talk to and you're like, man, that's why that actually, guy's a legit genius. They don't uh, use genius in the IQ test anymore because it doesn't necessarily mean anything. So they just keep going with like superior intelligence, very superior right. intelligence. I had a professor in high school, not a professor, teacher in high school who was one of the smartest men I've ever met uh, and a little crazy. There you go. Um he was also a very rich man. Uh, he had synesthesia. No. Yeah. Yeah, synesthesia. That's the ability to see. see. Yes. You're okay. like, yeah, see. I almost said see colors, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> he could see colors. He uh, can like smell colors or something. No, he well, could, he the, could like see numbers. Pareidolia. Is what oh, his yeah. Thing was. No, pareidolia that's is. seeing faces and faces. Yeah, and seeing stuff. faces. Oh, right. Humanizing objects. Synesthesia is when like two of your senses are tied together weirdly. Gotcha. Like yes. something is. It's not necessarily crossed. senses either. It can be just like things. Right. Two mental yeah, because like seeing numbers, in your numbers is not it. Numbers yeah. aren't a sense, or are right. they? Ooh. Uh, so anyway, yeah, he could see numbers, and he could do uh, astronomical calculations in his head, and we would he, we would just throw things at him, like like the most ridiculous, like square root I'm of so s- jelly seventy six thousand eight hundred forty three million divided by six times two. I wish I had like, that just like math ability, like kind of like hold his hands in the air and just, just like calculator looking thing, and then he just give you the number, and like we'd be like calculator. Yep, he was right. It was insane. Um, he in class one day, I kid you not, NASA called him because they were having an issue with a math problem, and they had two different scientists arguing, and he they they wanted him to like be the tiebreaker. <laughs> Why was he teaching high school? It was a hobby. He was retired. Oh, okay. So he had worked for NASA. He had owned a jewelry shop. He had owned a company that irradiated glass bowls to make them brown, and then sell them as like a sun bleached. Uh, like bowl back in like the 60s when it wasn't a thing that you could like just have a irradiated bowl that wow so he was just this, he just did a bunch of stuff he would get did bored he with do things. like hash pipes and turned in brown i don't know man i bet he did he in the head, 60s probably had a head shop somebody somewhere was like dude i got this 
the hash clear, the, this clear hash pipe is boring. I want it to be brown. The hottest jalapeno I've ever had in my life. Uh, he had a party for the class that got the best grades, and the whole class was invited over to his home. And he had this big bowl of jalapenos, and he's like, I grew these myself. You guys can have some. They're hot. And so, like, a bunch of us took them and then died. Uh, I'm a ghost hmm. right now. Wait, was it a ghost pepper or was it a... No, it was just a jalapeno. But it was the hottest... Josh is ja- Mexican, though. The hottest jalapeno <laughs> I have ever had. Weird. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, as for intelligences, like, is that guy a genius? What does that mean? We're back to... We're officially, like, it back into like last it. episode. I just want to... Is that a problem? No, not necessarily. I just feel... This, this has been a little different, I think. Yeah, this has been a strange episode. A little wonky one. Getting back on our feet. Yeah, we've been a little all over the place. That's okay. We'll be better next time. I'm having just fun. like me with my microphone all over the place. Sorry. Is that light like bugging you? I no, it's fine. Okay, uh, listeners, we have a new setup. We're at my house instead of Chase's house now, and we're in my office. And I have like a light setup that I'm worried is shining right in Seth's face. No, it's fine. Okay, good. Okay. Anyway, levels of genius. Oh, I want to clarify. Earlier, I said not everybody's smart just in different ways. Some people are just dumber than others. I definitely believe that, but I also believe that there's a different kinds of smartness. I'm not trying to. <clears throat> I'm not trying to say that, like, I don't know. There's only one way to judge that or something. Are you saying there's only one way to skin that cat? That's or not what I'm trying to say. There isn't. There is multiple more ways than to one, skin that cat. There is more than one way to skin a cat. Why are you skinning cats? How do you know this? How many cats have you killed, Nathan? I take it on the authority of other people that have tried it. <laughs> what kind of people do you hang out with besides us? I take it on the authority of somebody else who's also doing the same thing. You go back far enough and some guy actually did it. I mean, I'm sure. In biology in college, I had to skin a cat. Did you really? Yeah, twice. That's gross. It was. It was unpleasant. Did you we dissected it? one. Did you we do it multiple different it. ways? How many ways did you skin a cat? Literally, set? I did them both the exact same way. Oh. So maybe there is just so one there might way. be. Maybe we. I, I didn't try it. different ways. Somebody had to work on that problem and figure out what the the most efficient way. So to what do we was. need to do is kill a bunch of cats and get some people to skin them and put them all in separate rooms and then film them. We're gonna need a stopwatch. This and is a this is getting sharp now. Like a little weird. And then we can put it on the deep yeah, web and weird. people can watch them skin cats. The Donald Duck Party from the list, a non-existent political party at occasions among the top ten parties in the Swedish parliamentary elections. I've heard of that. That's bizarre. That's a weird fact. That's weirder than like the. Other I did. Thing I heard, said. just heard that recently on something. Really? That like, yeah, Donald Duck shows up in the, the top, whatever, of the, every time they vote, basically. Just like, that's so. They weird. have to like, yeah. They have to bizarre. like change the vote afterwards. Donald so, Duck doesn't even matter. It's a weird here. inside joke. <laughs> it doesn't even matter here. Uh, we, inv- we, inv- we we invented it. Lord Bloody Wog Rollo. Australian political personality and founder of the British Ultra Loyalist League, serving historical interests today. That's like a bunch of crappy superheroes. <laughs> it's like the okay. off-brand of the off-brand. All right, I got something good. It's the you multi-million good? you okay, get hit, at the dollar store. It. I've heard of this before, uh, so I, I wanted to read a little bit more about it. It's called the Sokol Affair. The Sokol Affair was called the Sokol Hoax was a scholarly publishing hoax perpetrated by Alan Sokol, a physicist professor at New York University and University College London. In 1996, Sokol submitted an article to Social Text, an academic journal of postmodern cultural studies. The submission was an experiment to test the journal's intellectual rigor and specifically to investigate whether a leading North American journal of cultural studies 
whose editorial collective includes such luminaries as Frederick Jameson and Andrew Ross, would publish an article liberally salted with nonsense if A, it sounded good, and B, it flattered the editor's ideological preconceptions. The article, Transgressing the Boundaries Towards a Transformative Hermeneutics of Quantum Gravity, was published in the social text uh, Spring and Summer of 1996, Science Wars Issue. It proposed that quantum gravity is a social and linguistic construct. At that time, the journal did not practice academic peer review and did not submit uh, did not submit the article for outside expert review by a physicist. On the day of its publication in 1996, Sokol revealed in Lingua Franca that the article was a hoax. The hoax sparked a debate about the scholarly merit of uh, humanistic commentary about the physical sciences, the influence of postmodern philosophy on social disciplines in general, academic ethics, including whether Sokol was wrong to deceive the editors and readers of the social text, and whether social text had exercised appropriate intellectual rigor. <laughs> I think it's freaking awesome. I think Read it. <laughs> Just give me the... <laughs> Give him the cliff notes. <laughs> oh, you guys say that again, but okay. like I'm dumb. So, so he wrote a a scientific article about nonsense, and he used big words and nonsense, and submitted it to this journal, who was a, a postmodern non non it, like scientifically peer reviewed. It was they're not a hard science, so. So he just wanted to see if he could get it. Done. So basically, he trolled. No, he, a he, he trolled what he was to prove, doing to prove the fact that they don't like that they don't pay enough attention. They don't actually try to peer review and find out if things are factual. Right. So it what was a great a, way to get that done. It wasn't necessarily about the the journal itself. It was about the specific area of this postmodern social sciences, how garbage that they actually are, and this is actually uh, what is plaguing our universities today well that's relevant very relevant today and not just with like science but with news in general well that i mean this kind of goes full circle to what we talked about at first with the uh uh the bad sciences -sciences or whatever pathological sciences is that really the term or did you make that up no that's what it's called okay pathological science it's on the wiki list there is like it feels like there's like (laughs) mountains and mountains of academic research that's published in journals and that like Almost literally nobody reads. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's a huge problem. Uh, yeah, it doesn't nowadays. actually make any sense, and it's not really a great way to be going about it. But everyone in the system, like, they they're just like doing their part of their little piece of what they feel like they need to do. Like, as a professor, right, as an intellectual, a public intellectual, you are supposed to publish things. So it doesn't matter if you have anything worthwhile to say in a recent time. Like, you need to publish. So, so like, one example, I talked about fitness and how there's, like, a lot of myths with it. Like, there's a guy that I really respect named Mark, Mark Ripito, who's a strength coach, and he wrote a book called Starting Strength. But anyway, Mark I was watching it. He's way too dogmatic, but that's, like, my biggest beef with him. Other than that, I think he's pretty, pretty solid. But, like, he was – there's a YouTube video where he was talking about how, like, a lot of this stuff that gets published in journals is – it's, like, the same little group of scientists that all peer review each other, and they, like yeah. – they kind of just team yeah. up. And, like, they just publish each other's crap all the time, like, in the same little magazine or whatever. And so, like, you have, yeah, like, you have these so little have circles a, of scientists that are doing this with each other. Yeah, it's like a little circle jerk all over the place. The best one I ever heard about this, I think it was, uh, 
I think it was in like English or literature studies, something like that. But it was a guy who like literally made up pseudonyms and wrote a whole bunch of stuff under different pseudonyms. And then he would like cite to himself? his pseudonym. <laughs> yeah, he would cite to himself, but Brilliant. with a pseudonym and do all Absolutely. this stuff so that he would be getting all these mentions. Oh, but they were all man. just himself. And he like. That's so ballsy. Yeah, it was insane. I really like, respect He had like it. four different pseudonyms. <laughs> man. And he was That's... doing all this stuff. And it was this like crazy daisy chain back. That's crazy. It was, yeah. That's fantastic. So Mark Rivito was saying, that is fantastic. I didn't mean to just, anyway, that's not really That's rude. fine. I had nowhere to go. I'm not trying to be rude. But, like, Mark Rivito was saying that, uh, like, one thing that he read in a, in a paper was that, like, there's no difference in one one rep. There's no difference on your one rep max between benching on, uh, like, a, a, was it a BOSU ball, exercise ball, and benching on a bench. And he's like, and he's a strength coach and has been for like decades. And so he's like, so when has a bench press record ever been set on a ball? He's like, it's absurd. It's absurd the things that get published. Like they come out with these things that are just crazy. And like anybody that's ever messed with this stuff, and I'm sure it's true for other disciplines too, not just fitness. This is just the example that I know of. But they like, they publish crazy sounding things. Like it's not even, like some of the stuff, like it's not even a little bit plausible that it's true. Did you know that if you eat nothing but kale... Your hair will grow and you'll get six times stronger. Yeah, just insane things. But it's published. It's published science. So, like, you're supposed to roll with it. Like, it's just crazy to me. You can't argue with science. But then what are you supposed to do? Like, I understand, like, I mean, I get it. I I think the idea is competition. Like, if you and me are in in the same scientific discipline and, like, we're racing to, like, figure out these discoveries and everything... Like, a peer review is me saying, like, I am forced to admit that what you're doing is sound. Like, you're taking people in other disciplines, and, like, you are trying to get your argument so good that the same people who are in your same discipline who would be discovering things if you weren't have to admit. They're like, man, this is so sound that I have to admit that this is solid. But instead, you have the opposite. Like, you have people buddying up. But I feel like competition is where it should be at. Survival of the fittest scientist. I like that idea of that. They all get eaten by cheetahs. Uh, another issue that it's we, like, we have with... Go ahead. It's like when the banks... <laughs> here we go. It's like, <laughs> it's like when the banks team up and start like central banking and stuff like that. Like That's not what you want. You want competition between... You want competition between these people. You don't want te- you don't want and people how, teaming up. And how Cox and Time Warner and whoever yeah. else, like, all right, we, we won't formally write it down because that's illegal, but we won't encroach on your territory. Yeah, you want these people competing. So that there's always monopolies and you always get crappy service no matter who you get. Anyway, that might have been a weird connection that I made in my head. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, but but another thing that happens is, well, you want to keep your job, right? And this corporation is funding your research. And if your research doesn't go along with what this corporation is obviously involved with, then your funding is probably going to go away. And there goes your job. So Like, yep. Anti-global warming, anti-global warming. Uh, nutrition. I mean, yeah, People we just keep on. by the oil companies, the cigarette. You had like big tobacco funding their own research. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Not to get too far off subject, but at some point in the future, can we talk about Cicada 3301? That? That's so weird. I Let's talk about, talk about it right now. Oh, we don't have to right now, but we can. It's really cool. It? We have 10 minutes left. I don't know if we really have time. We can uh, broach it. We can, we can broach it and come back to it later. Cicada 3301 has nothing to do with what Nathan was just talking about, but I'm here looking at the list, and it just I can't couldn't resist it. Uh, it is a name given to an, an, an enigmatic organization uh, that won or on six occasions I'm sorry 
has posted a set of complex puzzles and alternate reality games uh, to possibly recruit codebreakers from the public. Uh, have you guys seen the imitation right. game? No. Yes? Yes. So, okay. In real life, uh, Alan Turing put out a crossword puzzle, like a really hard crossword puzzle, that he said if you could solve it in six minutes or – no, ten minutes or less. Ten minutes or less, he would call you in, and you could, like, take a test, another test that he wanted you to solve it in six minutes. Um, and from that test, they would let you join this, like, code-breaking team to help break uh, the Enigma machine. Uh, which was Park. Say what? In Bletchley Park. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that all this really happened. Um and he put it out in this newspaper, and like he got like 20, 30 people uh, that came back to it, and only two were able to pass the secondary test um, and solve it in like the amount of time. Anyway, a lot of people think that's what Cicada 3301 is doing. They put out these like genius-level codes that almost nobody can break, and then they're recruiting for something? And it's been happening for like, years. And the clues pop up on the internet, right? Yes, they're play- posted on like 4chan, like deep web sites, right. all sorts of places. I just whistled hard in the microphone. Sorry about that. Uh, it has been called the most elaborate and mysterious puzzle of the internet age and is listed as one of the top five eeriest unsolved mysteries of the internet by the Washington Post. And much speculation exists as to its purpose. Many have speculated that the puzzles are a recruitment tool for the NSA, CIA, or MI6, or some sort of cyber mercenary group. Others have claimed that Cicada or the Men in Black. The Men in Black. Oh my God! <laughs> Others have claimed that Cicada thirty three hundred one is an alternate reality game, but the fact that no company or individual has taken credit or tried to monetize it, combined with the fact that no one, no, I'm sorry, that no known individuals that solved the puzzles have ever come forward, has led uh, most to feel that it is not. And it, they they only post a new puzzle. When the previous one has been solved by yeah. someone, by somebody, and the last one, how long has it been up for? A couple of years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, let's see here. God, there's a lot of these. I'm not gonna. We don't have time to go through all these. So they defunded Evergreen College. Wow, that was just a jump. What? I don't know what that Who is. Who did? The government? Yeah. Uh, Evergreen College was the one that was getting lamb blasted. Dude, with it just its... went totally off the rails. Yeah, I know. Our listeners who are like really into this are gonna be like, what? Were you saying something? No, 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 no. I mean, Evergreen College. Oh, I think you're saying like the the podcast just went off the rails. No, not necessarily. Okay, so let's talk about this now. I don't have an opinion on that. What is Evergreen College? (laughs) So Evergreen College uh, traditionally had this, what they called um, day of absence. And uh, on this day, uh, the black community would go somewhere and they would, um, you know, be together and talk about what they go through in life. It was based... The idea was taken from a play written by a playwright who I don't remember, but he was an African-American playwright yeah, who yeah. wrote a play called the, the The Day of Absence, and it's about this, like, town in the South where, like, for a day, like, black people, like, they don't go to work. They don't... They basically so, yeah, it's like a Day Without the, a Mexican movie. The movie Day Without a Mexican right. was based on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I was saying. it a book? Day Without a Mexican? But anyway, that's what it's about. Was it a movie? Book or not? Movie. I know there was a movie, but... Anyways, go ahead, Nate. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's, how they, that's where they got it. Yeah, so, but what happened was they wanted to reverse it. So the, the black community of Evergreen College decided that they didn't want to be absent, but that they wanted all white people to be absent from the college. So they said that all white people have to leave. Um, and one professor... You're not allowed to be on campus. Right, right. White people are not allowed to be on campus. 
So Chase is trying to start a race war with our podcast. Race war. This this is kind of important. I mean, think about the consequences of your actions. Go ahead. Uh, So there's just one white professor who was like, um, no, like I have, I have stuff to do. He's like, there's Uh, a fundamental difference between saying, okay, we're not going to show up this day so that you can feel the, so that you can feel what it's like for us to, the weight of, yes, sorry. Yes. The weight of our absence. And there's like, there's a fundamental difference between that and telling a group of people that they're not allowed to come to school that day. Right. Like that's a really different volunteering and then forcing somebody else to do it are two really different situations. And that's what he said. And I, like, I think I agree. Like but, and he wrote a letter about that and now he's getting like lambasted. But it, it escalated it really bad, quickly. Bad. The, the black community, it, uh, specifically Evergreen. Where is Evergreen? Wash. Oh, it's in the Northeast, I feel like. I feel yeah. like I should know this. Oregon or Washington. I don't, like, I don't know anything about yeah, any of this. We're going to talk about it. No, I'm just saying like... Evergreen oh, right. That's another weird thing. Like, nobody's really been reporting on it. But like, the reason I know... So, the reason I know what I know is because the, that professor was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Interesting. Uh, so this is his side uh, yeah, of the story, it's, uh, basically. Olympia, Washington. Yeah. So... Where, where we're going with that? Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, anyways, and so the the tensions just kept escalating and escalating. And if you watch some of the videos of these meetings that they had with, like, the college staff, uh, you know, the, the president and so forth, like, they, they are just being absolutely obnoxious and, you know, downright. Um, well, they're looking, you know, they're looking for uh, – they're trying to root out racism on their campus – and there's this professor that kind of really, really kicked it off um, by writing the letter that he wrote. And uh, there's there's a video online on YouTube that's pretty popular uh, of the the president of the university like addressing a group of African American students in um, like a conference room of some kind yeah. or something like that. And they're I I'm pretty sure like the gist of what they're saying is like we're out here protesting we're out here doing this stuff and we're still expected to get like homework and stuff like that done so what are you what are you going to do like what are you going to say to our professors or whatever to for us so to, for us to make sure that we like we can still graduate while we do all this stuff is like what they're saying and he's trying to like and they're pretty angry like tensions are pretty high in the room or whatever and he's trying to kind of calm them down and he does you know the thing with your hands where you like you put your hands up and you kind of like pump your hands so you're like okay all right you know calm down and he's like talking or whatever, and a they're like, "Don't, gesture. don't, yeah." They're like, uh, "Like, please don't use those hand gestures. Please don't do that." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm sorry, I just use my hands when I talk." And he like puts his hands down, and I was just like, "This is the most defeated individual I've ever seen in my life." It's just a really crazy situation. I don't know enough about the situation to comment. Yeah. Again, like this hand. is this is the uh, this is the professor. I'm just saying, like that, that's his side of the story. But some of the things they were talking about. Uh, Obviously, it was very race oriented, but oriented towards the the white race. And the problem is when you when you look at the uh, diversity of the college, that white people only made up thirty percent, thirty six percent of the. Uh, no, 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 less than that. Twenty six percent. It was twenty six percent of the university. So, uh, what was your whole point in this? You you said they defunded it. What are you talking about? Oh, so so they defunded it uh, because. They, who, who defunded Congress. it? Congress. So, the, uh, so they're no longer getting government funds, and essentially that shut them down because that's where most of the funds come from. Because it got, I mean, it got pretty violent. That's actually crazy. surprising to me because most most universities are like less and less government funded. Yeah, they're as typically more donor funded. Oh, 
donor funded and tuition is skyrocketed. Or state state funded. State funded is part of it. Yeah. Always yeah, heard tuition that, is real expansive. I always heard that for every dollar you spend on tuition that the government pays two dollars. No, I know at Colorado when I was there, it was not even close oh, really? to that. It was like it was I mean it was like twenty percent of their funding maybe. Oh, huh. I from no state idea. and federal. Gotcha. Well, that's news to me. So let's end this podcast with one more thing from the list I, called ferret legging. Yeah, uh, that I know about. A sport that involves putting yeah. two live ferrets inside one's trousers with the cuffs and a belt cinched firmly and no underpants worn. Current record is five hours and 26 minutes. Before the ferret just loses it and I don't know. starts tearing I think it's before you take your pants off. Dude, oh, I would not What were you said? I interrupted you. You were about to say something. No, you're good. Okay, I apologize. So I think uh, we've gone an hour exactly. Uh, do you guys have any, any last words you want to say before we cut this off? It's been emotional. It's been a, it's been a ride. <laughs> I mean, we just learned, we learned about the death of LL Cool J, our Lord and Savior, um, as well as uh, a lot of other stuff. It's been a it's, it's been a trip, guys. Seth's making a very puzzled face. Uh, I'm trying. I like made up the number for the percentage of a uh, university's funding, uh-huh. just to see if Google would corroborate. No, I mean <laughs> no. Well, on the podcast, I made it up, so I was trying oh. to verify. Well, there's, oh, well, there's, verify there's, I thought you meant in the quick. Google search. We've got a minute. law that uh, the the best way to get the right answer on the internet is not to ask a question, but to post the wrong answer. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good one. So, was that one of the rules? Really wise. Here we well, go. It's, it's not like it's like a somebody's because law. people are more likely to get angry and correct you than they are to just answer your question for asking. Okay, so wow. for the University of Colorado. Um, current state funding is 4.4% of the total budget. Dang. That's not yeah. much. Wait, wait, state funding? Yeah. What about and federal it d- funding? It doesn't even have federal funding on here. Now, there's the student loans are like, are in, in a way well, yeah, federal well, funding. But if you're not talking about that, no. it's not on the list. Oh. So, I mean, I'm sure they do buy research grants and things like that, but not otherwise direct payments to the oh, school. That's crazy. Speaking of the list, Buzkashi? Something like rugby played on horseback with a dead goat as the ball. I've heard about that. Who who does that? Let's see. Central Asian, what oh. it says. Persians. Literally, goat pulling in Persia is a Central Asia sport in which horse... They try mount- to throw it down a well, right? Uh, <laughs> I hope you're right. The goal is to get to the well and throw horse the goat Horse-mounted players attempt to place a goat or half carcass in a goal. Oh, and I go, okay. Do you know that, I Ara- it was a well. that Arabic <laughs> numerals goat. are not Arabic at all? Arabic what now? Arabic numerals. So our classic 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 are not Arabic. They're actually from India. Huh. India huh. is a very old country. More you know. Well, uh, I guess area. Yep. Has anybody seen the history of the entire world, I guess? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. That's very good. No. Oh my gosh! Is that what it's? Is I guess it's called? Title? Yeah, it's called the history of the entire world. I guess. Time. Cool. I've seen history of the world part two. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, any parting words from uh, either the guys with beards or the guy with the goatee, or the other guy with the beard, or the other guy with the goatee? I was like, we all either have a beard or a goatee. Too much facial hair in this room. We need some women. <laughs> Not enough. We need facial some female hair. representation. Well, that's true. Representation. We need some female. Also with facial a thesaurus. And a, and a thesaurus. Pronounced thesaurus. <laughs> so anyway anybody anybody final words thoughts no. anybody, anybody feelings anybody, emotions anybody papa babwa papa babwa papa babwa we'll see you next said that wrong 
Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, uh, not next week. So we're going to a, a once a every two week schedule because we are Chase and I are starting another podcast where we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I need to send you my thingy. Yes, you do. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Tune into that whenever it starts happening. You'll what get is it. your podcast network called? Uh, we are actually wanting to start a podcast network called the Black Mesa Radio Podcast Network. Heck yeah! Can this we just shorten it to BM? I'm so excited to BMR. be a founding member of something. BMR. BM, a, BM Radio. Enjoy a nice, enjoy a nice BM this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice hour long BM. <laughs> now I have a couple of guys that were that were talking to me about like, hey, we'll promote On your, your podcast if you promote ours, and that hasn't been finalized yet. But once it is, uh, we'll we'll kind of promote theirs and they'll promote ours. And I was like, well, let's just join under one flagship station. What is it, what is your D and D podcast called? Shake, battle, and roll. I didn't get to vote I on like this. It. Yeah, that's because it's mine. I like it. You're just a player. I like it. I am a player. Uh, it's actually mine and Denton's. <laughs> Denton is the other, uh, he was the other one that wanted to work on this with me. And so we were like, well, we need some players. And so we have Chase, my boss, Hunter, and then my beautiful wife, Mary. So it's going to be a good time. I've talked a lot. Do you guys have anything you want to say? Oh, I learned uh, another word today. <laughs> Please. D- dankrupt. It's when you're all out of weed. You've never heard Dankrupt before? No, I've no. heard Dankrupt. I haven't I heard that. That's pretty I good, though. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.